0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Lockdown Pirates podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, November 22nd. As always, I'm your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. Uh, you could follow me on Twitter, which is at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Uh, there you go. Yeah, and at, at lo underscore Padres for the Twitter page for the show. If you'd like, uh, very cool stuff on both of those accounts. If you see me pointing right now, that means that you are watching the YouTube. If you are not, you can check it out. Locked on Padres on YouTube. A link to the channel is in the description for all my audio listeners. As always, thank you for making Locked on Padres your hashtag first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Very very cool stuff, guys. And it's a fun little episode today. We're back. We're back and better than ever. And I, I know I'm saying we're back now. But I mean, it was only like a few days since i last lasted an episode. But still, uh, it's, it's a fun week, I think. A fun week of shows and a fun week to just talk about baseball and just to talk with you guys in general. Um, Today's show we are breaking down. is the final part of this free agency breakdown of Keith Law's Top 50 Free Agents. Again, go check out that article on The Athletic if you haven't already. Keith Law did a really good job, in my opinion. I know he gets some dissent from baseball fans everywhere. But um, I think he did a pretty good job with this breakdown, even if I may disagree with some of the choices. Like, my biggest disagreement, obviously, of the entire list... You know, we're going to save that for the end, actually, because this is the final 10, guys. Not necessarily the big difference makers on the list. Not necessarily the free agents that are going to get the most play this off season. But they're still interesting nonetheless, and I figured we could talk about them. And at the end, give my kind of full thoughts on the list and if there was any kind of major disagreements that I had with Keith Law. Um... So yeah, let's let's get right into it, guys. If you're watching the YouTube right now, you might see me with my hat. This is like a custom made little straw hat I got going on here. Shout out One Piece, one of my favorite shows. Celebrated its one thousandth episode this past uh, this past Saturday. that was really good. So I'm gonna be wearing this like every day this week. Uh, sorry, I don't. I don't. This, that's just the rules for this week for everybody watching the YouTube. But anyway, guys, uh, let's begin. Number forty-one on Keith Law's top fifty. Free agents heading into the 2022 season is a name that, again, you hear this name and you're like, wow, like, this is what happens with time. You know what I'm saying? You're just like, wow, I can't believe he's all the way down here. It is Zach Grinke, right-handed pitcher, age 38. That is the biggest point about why he is this low on the list. 2021 war of 1.2, career war of 73.1. What I will say about Zach Grinke is that a lot of people were a little bit worried about the Ashers heading into this season because they had Lance McCullers, who was probably their best pitcher, and he was their best pitcher this year. He performed like it. But a lot of people were worried, you know, he's coming back from injuries and all that stuff. They don't really have that many trustworthy people outside of Granky. Is Zach Granky going to be a guy you can rely on just to anchor your rotation? The answer to that was kind of no. But again... The Astros were good because they scored 15 runs a game anyway, so it didn't matter. And on top of that, they had a lot of other guys like Garcia, Fran Brevaldez, who stepped up when they needed them to. Um but he says, uh, Keith Law says, so that's three starting pitchers on this market who are heading to the Hall of Fame, but are coming off seasons that will probably see them receive more tepid interest than you'd expect from their reputations. Greinke had what is probably the worst year of his career, with his highest FIP ever and lowest strikeout rate since 2005, uh, when strikeouts in general were lower across the game. It's a simple problem, but unfortunately there isn't a simple fix. His 4 seamer has dipped in velocity. I wouldn't bank on him being league average with this stuff, but he could be a fifth Good fifth starter on a contender. I agree. He he gives me a little bit of Charlie Morton vibes. Uh, now Charlie Morton is still very good, I think. But like in terms of yeah, a fifth starter on a contending team. If the Padres wanted to go in this direction, I wouldn't mind it. I really don't think it's going to cost that much. I mean, career war of 73.1. Like, all of his stuff this year wasn't very good. The only thing that was good out of Zach Granke this year was the fact that he played on a good team, which doesn't really have to do with him, and the Ephus pitch that he throws, like, once every, like, month. You know what I mean? I always enjoy watching his 40 mile per hour pitch that he throws, and they're just a freak out hitters. That's always a blast. I just, one day I feel like that thing's just going to take get taken to, like,. I mean, where, where was he pitching to Houston this year? So, he's, it's going to get t- taken to, like, Taiwan. You know what I mean? Like, that pitch is going to get blasted at some point by somebody. At least, whatever. Um, So, yeah. As a fifth starter, could be interesting. Especially for this Padres team that, while it's not necessarily a solidified contender, like some other teams that we saw this year, I think there's a lot of teams that we can kind of assume will be contenders next year, um, that I still think that he would be interesting. Because I don't think he'll cost much. And at 38... This isn't like Scherzer, where Scherzer is still going to command a hefty, hefty uh, contract. So I don't really think that the Padres are going to go in that direction. With a guy like Granke, not too bad, actually. I mean, as a fifth starter. Again, just a guy like in the playoffs or in big games when you need someone to just come come up with a start for you. You could do worse than Zach Granke at age 38. That's just my take. I don't know if the Padres will go in that direction, but I would not begrudge them if they do. Now, let's move on, guys, as my phone just drops on the floor. <laughs> let's move on to number 42 Odd. Uh, Keith Law's top 50 free agents heading into the 2022 season is, in my opinion, one of the most underrated kind of decent potential free agents heading into the offseason. It is Mark Canna, outfielder, age 33. I know. I know what you're thinking. You're like, Mark Canna? Oh, please. He can't be that good. He's not a bad player, and especially at 40 here, I actually was a little bit surprised that he was ranked this low, because it's not like he's particularly old. He's only 33 years old, Um, and I know that he hasn't been like a a standout player for the majority of his career or anything like that, but even still, the numbers on him aren't too bad. Uh, 2.5 war in 2021, which is pretty solid. He had... Uh, what's it called, um, okay power at 17 home runs. He drove in 61 RBIs, which doesn't mean much. His slash line leaves a lot to be desired, though. I will say that much when you look at it, 231, 358, 387 slugging. And here's the thing. Once upon a time, I think Padres, we would love that, a high-on base guy. You know what I'm saying? We'd be like, great. The, the decent power, that's cool. He's also a solid defender, but the fact that he doesn't slug all that much on-base isn't actually an area that the Padres struggled in this past year. Uh, they had a lot of guys that were able to take walks. They had a lot of, like, that wasn't their biggest issue. And if you, even if you take into account the fact that they probably have some other players on the team that are going to get a little bit better next year, I can imagine that Trent Grisham, we can expect at least a little bit of an increase. But in general, I don't know if on-base percentage is an area that the Padres are in desperate need of, just looking at their percentage this year. They were 10th in on-base percentage this year. That's not too bad. Again, they were very middling in like every single category, but slugging percentage 21st in the league, home runs 23rd. I wish that we could expect that Marcana could go back to what he did in 2019 when he hit 26 bombs with a 273 batting average, 396 on base, and even last year in which he played 59 games, I know the power wasn't there, but a little bit better of a slash line, 246, 387, so he's a pretty decent on base guy, I think he's decent, I, I really think that if you don't want to go up there for the guys like Aviselio Garcia, if you can't go trade, I don't think this is going to happen, if you can't trade for a Brian Reynolds, I actually think Marcana could be a decent buy um, for the Padres, um like he said his home runs output might improve if he's not in Oakland but if not he's an average defender in center with good not great on base skills lacking the power to be regular in a corner again i just think that if if you want to take a bet on a guy 2019's numbers the 26 bombs maybe he can re-deliver that or at least be def- decent maybe he's a platoon guy maybe he's a guy that the Padres aren't going to use too often but considering that we might get the dh this next year uh as far as I'm concerned, every hitter that might be okay is on the market and someone that the Padres should be interested in, even if their outfield uh, isn't necessarily as what's it what's it called um, easy to navigate, easy to maneuver, easy to manipulate. I think is the right word to say. But uh, nonetheless, I still like him as a free agent, and I like him a lot more than a big name guy. That's next on the list at number 43. Uh, he's a legend. Don't get me wrong, this guy is an absolute legend. One of my favorite players in the league that is currently still playing. Uh, Just such a fun personality. Number 43 on Keith Law's Top 50 Free Agents heading into the 2022 offseason is Andrew McCutcheon, outfielder, age 35, 2021, he had a war of 1.4, a career war of 46.0. McCutcheon, Keith Law writes, had sort of a bounce-back year, hitting 27 home runs, the most he'd hit since 2017, and the third highest total of his career, along with one of the best walk rates of his career. But he also posted a 2.42 BABIP, by far his worst ever, 39 points below his previous worst, uh, which came in the truncated 2020 season. He's just not hitting the ball as hard as he used to, which could be father time creeping up on him. Um, but Kutch still has a great approach. He's not getting beaten by good fastballs yet, and the home run output shows he still has some ability to make hard contact. Look, again, this is another guy. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. Sue me, guys. I would just like this guy on my baseball team. He's such a fun personality in the sense that he's not too overbearing. He's not too in your face. Good veteran, and I think that he that could be kind of a needed personality in this Padres clubhouse. He's been funny before. Everyone's familiar with the whole the bearded Larry uh, videos that he would post on Instagram and stuff like that. Like he's really fun. So I like Marcana a little bit more because I think that we saw that he could be a decent defender as well in the outfield. And I've mentioned this before that I want guys who can at least be decent defensively for this Padres team. I think that would to go a long way, and we learned that from seems like the Cardinals this year, and even the Brewers. Um, I think that he would be um, much better than Andrew McCutcheon, in my opinion. I would much rather go this way, but again. As a guy who could take over for Tommy Fam, he's been there before. Like he said, he's not getting killed by fastballs yet. This isn't Ryan Howard for all of my longtime baseball fans when he really was like, if you threw anything past 90 miles an hour, he just couldn't hit it. At Basically, when he hit the twilight kind of waning moments of his career. But for Andrew McCutcheon, he's still got a little bit of that pop. So if the if the Padres just want cheap power and also just a fun personality to get fans excited, then McCutcheon might not be a bad one. But I do think that Mark Hanna, based on what we've seen from previous years, um... The fact that his on-base percentage skills are really solid, really good. He doesn't swing at too much stuff outside the zone for the most part. And there's some upside with the power. I think that the upside of Mark Canna is better than Andrew McCutcheon. But also, he didn't mention that his BABIP was really low. Maybe there's a sign that he can improve in batting average and kind of more on-base-related categories and not just be a power guy. It's possible. But then again, at age 35, maybe the BABIP has a lot to do with just the fact that he's he's older now. You know what I'm saying? He's 35 years old. I missed. He is one of my favorite players that when they were the best in the game, they were the most fun to watch. I'm I'm saying that more than, of course, not Fernando Tatis Jr. I would never say such a thing. But when McCutcheon was at the peak of his powers, one of the most enjoyable players to watch in baseball. So again, really under, guys, this free agency class is really fun. There's not too many, like, if the Padres went out and signed Andrew McCutcheon, I'd be really excited about that. I think it'd be a fun ad. And I think that he'd be at least able to give you that power. 27 bombs this year is nothing to laugh at, especially for a team that very much struggled in that area. Even if they just want to use them as a bench piece, that could be pretty helpful. Um, But anyway, guys, before we get into the next crop of free agents on this top 50 list, part five, wow, part five of this top 50 breakdown, guys, let me talk to you very, very quickly about something that's going to help you get all the entertainment you need. And entertainment's important in days like these. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's a simple way to get all the entertainment without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? No annual contract. Boom. Boom. You, you're already logging onto the website, aren't you? Just right now. Get your TV together with Direct TV Stream, guys. You can learn more about Direct TV Stream at directtv.com. All right, and as always, guys, make uh, thank you for making Lockdown Padres your hashtag first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now let's get into the next crop of this uh, last, final 10 of Keith Law's uh, free agency top 50 list. Uh, next one up. Another guy that I'm not really all that interested in. But in fairness, it's because mostly, because the Padres, this just isn't a situation they have to address right now in free agency. Uh, Christian Vasquez is number 44 on Keith Law's top 50 free agents heading into uh, 2022. Catcher age 31, which isn't too bad. A 2021 war of one and a career war of 4.9. Keith Law writes here, Vasquez had a down year at the plate in 2021, but but had hit 30 homers in 185 games between... 2019 and 2020 with his typically above average defense and would be good enough to make him an average regular good enough to start on maybe half the teams of baseball. He wasn't that guy in 2021 and wasn't exactly that guy before his power surge in 2019. So there's also real chance he's just a good defensive catcher who puts the ball in play without a lot of damage. And in fairness, I feel like that's the case for a lot of catchers. You know what I'm saying? So if you're really looking bargain hunting, honey, Christian Vasquez is not too bad. He's also Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican power. But um, with the Padres, they already have Austin Nola, who I imagine, I know he's been really disappointing. I know that that Ty france trade, Padres fans are just salivating at the possibility of what the world looks like if Ty france is playing first base instead of the current first baseman that we have. That would be awesome. And on top of that, he's a really good defender. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to give all my, my Padres fans, get them too depressed on a Monday. I, I get it. Dep- Mondays are already pretty rough for a lot of people, right? I don't want to depress you too much. But, man, I would really like it. You know what I'm saying? But Austin no, he's probably going to be the starting catcher next year. Uh, I would have no doubt about that. And then you had still have Victor Caratini, who I might rather take a chance on Christian Vasquez just because of the really good defensive skills and maybe he could get a little of that power back. I don't know. But... I don't mind that as a double catcher setup. You know why? Because they still have Luis Campizano in the mend, hoping that at some point he makes his debut. I mentioned this about Mike Zunino. Zunino is going to get a better contract, obviously, than Christian Vasquez. And unlike unlike Mike Zunino, though, if I'm a team, I might rather take it. I might rather have Christian Vasquez. Not because one is discernibly better, but because Zunino, the downside, scares me. And you're going to pay more in a vacuum. I'd rather have Mike Zanino. but in terms of the fact that he's going to get more, I'd much rather go cheap on Christian Vasquez hoping his power comes back versus Mike Zinno who might be a guy who hits 140 with a 220 on base that completely destroys any defensive value that he might have. While Vasquez, at least he won't destroy you, he'll just be kind of eh, and he'll, he'll just be a major league baseball catcher, which is a, uh, a position that there's just a dearth of catchers right now. Not, not a lot of them, it's very shallow right now, so that's how I feel about that, guys. Moving on, though, to number 45 on the list is a relief pitcher, 45 on Keith Law's top 50 free agents. It is Ryan Tapera, right-handed pitcher, age 34, 2021 war of 1.8, career war of 4.9. Look, this is what happens with relief pitchers sometimes. They're kind of nobodies, and all of a sudden, they blow up. This is what happened. We have Raziel Iglesias. We had Kenley Jansen. We had Colin McHugh. Now we have Ryan Tapera. solid relief pitcher, age 34, so the age does concern you just a tiny bit. Um, But he's a one-inning reliever, but gets lefties out as well as righties, and he's good enough for high leverage spots, as Keith Law notes here. Um, That's kind of good, like a decent player. Look, if you want to go after him, I get it. But again, Padres fans, I really think that the bullpen, if they can fix out the starting rotation and make sure that they don't have uh, so many games in which the bullpen just seemingly just got really gassed, I don't think that bullpen is going to be as much of a need. But again, Ryan Tapera, not too bad. But honestly, Ryan Tapera. You really made headlines when you started saying that the Ashes were cheating again. You alluded to it. And I was like, dude, you got your butts kicked. He's on the White Sox. You got your butts kicked. Just stop. You can't say stuff like that without evidence. So honestly, I don't know if I want Riots Teperi just for that, uh, just for the dub slander that came out. Not that he's the only Major League Baseball player lately that's had some really dumb comments, but uh, I'm looking at you, my Puerto Rican king, Carlos Correa. Um, I-, I just don't think this is the direction that the Padres uh, have to go in. If they do, okay. Whatever, but again, I think that they need to invest elsewhere and be a little bit careful with their money. I think that getting another outfielder, getting some outfield depth in general, maybe getting a decent power bat who might be able to bat DH if we do get the DH next year, and getting a back-end starter is what this team is kind of looking at. Unless something crazy happens, and by the time I finished recording, AJ Peller goes mad. But anyway, that's Ryan Tapera. a punk for what he said about the Astros, but nonetheless, uh, a pretty decent pitcher that I imagine a lot of teams will be interested in, especially, honestly, he might just resign with the White Sox. That might just happen honestly. Uh number 46 on the list, left-handed pitcher. He's a guy that is a great example of late bloomers. Uh let me tell you this guy has been really fun to watch throughout his career. It is Rich Hill, number 46 on Keith Law's top 20 top 50 uh free agents for 2022. Hill's formula would work as long as his arm holds up. It's two pitches, the fastball and curveball, with solid control and a lot of deception. Lefties can get away with this well into their 40s. Jamie Moyer did it with the changeup rather than a curveball when he was hitting... um, When he was sitting at 82 to 84 miles per hour. And in Hill's case, it's probably more about his arm health than his potential effectiveness. Rich Hill is one of the great late bloomers in baseball that we've seen this kind of decade. The fact that this guy just randomly got really good in his mid 30s is incredible. I remember him on the Dodgers. He was haunting the Padres for sure. But again, at age 42, give me a shot on some of these other guys that I mentioned before. I'd rather take a shot. On Zach Granke. I would much rather take a shot on Tyler Anderson. I just, I'm not really seeing it with this guy, Rich Hill, who I think that just the health isn't worth it. I've I've critiqued guys earlier on this list about the health thing. The same thing here. It's the same thing here. I just... What are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what are we doing here? It doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't want to go for Rich Hill. I'm sorry. I And it's just... It would be so peak Padres luck for a guy to figure it out on the Dodgers and then we get him way too late and then he's bad for the Padres and just doesn't pitch. The fifth starter, I want someone who's reliable and will probably be there for the team. And Rich Hill always been a matter of health with him, and I just I just don't feel like doing with that, especially with this organization that I don't trust with when it comes to pitching health. So moving on now, guys, to number 47 on the old Keith Law's top 50 free agents is a guy that I actually totally forgot about, to be honest with you. When I saw his name pop up on here, I was like, wow, forgot this guy's like still in the league, but he's only 31 years old. It is Matt Duffy, 2021 war of one6 Keith Wall writes since Duffy's big breakout season in 2015 he has played just one full season in the majors missing the equivalent of nearly 3 seasons including all of 2017 healthy again in 2021 he was quietly productive for the Cubs and there's probably more in there as he did no damage at all against lefties uh he can play with he can play third or second and can fill in at a few other spots even making two starts at shortstop last year um so that's my thing but again um my, my thing is this I like that he's got the utility. I like the fact that you could play him in a different bunch of different positions. But again, this is just a player that the Pirates don't really need. We already have a third baseman. Obviously, you might have heard of him before, Manny Machado. But more importantly... They don't need that many utility guys. The fact that you already have Cronenworth, who can go all over the place, and the fact that you have Jerickson, Profar, and Hassan Kim, I get it. We don't love those guys very much right now, but they're going to be on the team, and you're kind of hoping for them to come through. So this isn't necessarily a guy that I see them investing with, not to mention the whole Adam Fraser stuff. So I don't really see him um, being a guy that the Padres are going to target, and I'm not really all that interested in. Not a bad player. Again, there's very few players that if the Padres went after them, I would be like, Angry, and most of them are actually the top guys, only because the top guys are people that you're gonna have to invest in for a long period of time. Freddie Freeman, I would be excited about, but I would also be very cautious for everybody. Where I'd be like, We just gave out a bunch of these big contracts, if this guy folds at all, that's gonna be an issue, unless we get that DH, which would be great for Freddie Freeman, anyway. But anyway, guys. Before we now move on to numbers 48, 49, and 50 to close out the list, let me just take a second to talk about something that I definitely don't hate no matter what it is. If this thing is offered to me, I always say yes, guys. Look, here's the thing. I love Thanksgiving, and I love all the treats, but maybe you want something yummy that isn't so full of the calories and sugar, guys. Maybe that's what you want to look for this whole Thanksgiving week, guys. It's the perfect... Time for Built Bars It is the new holiday dessert. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only four four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. I love Cherry Barcia. I love Grasshopper Cookie, Blueberry Muffin. Uh, they got the the coconut brownie chunk, man. They're probably, I bet you, I know these guys are scheming. I know y'all at Built Bar listen to this probably right now, or maybe they are. I don't know. Uh, if you guys are listening, I know you guys are scheming something for Christmas, I know you are, I know you're scheming up a flavor, so let me have it, I want to know what it is, but anyway guys, that's what I love about them, on top of being really healthy and stuff for you and really tasty, great variety of flavors and new flavors coming in all the time, so what are you waiting for, go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order, remember that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com, right, everybody, the final stretch, the actual final stretch, not just the final segment, but the final stretch of this top 50 uh, free agent breakdown heading into the 2022 season that was done by Keith Law. I hope you guys have been enjoying it. And now number 48 on the list. Let's just get right into it. A guy that, look, I look I feel bad for the man I really do because I saw that video of him crying in the dugout with the Yankees it was rough I actually thought that when they got him at the trade deadline that it might have been an interesting ad it is number 48 on the list age 31 Andrew Heaney oh man Andrew Heaney a war of 0.3 in 2021. Keith Law says, clearly, I believe better days are ahead for Heaney, who is an above average starter, went healthy from 2018 to 2020, but became very homer prone in 2021. Much like, I might add, the entirety of the Angels staff, with the exception of the freakazoid, uh, Mr. Shohei Otani. Um, especially on his four seamer, he says, which he seemed to want to throw right down the middle with exactly the results you'd expect from that strategy. <laughs> Keep us funny every now and then. Uh, he seems like a great candidate for a cutter with just a fastball, curve, and changeup in his arsenal. But even locating his fastball more to the inner and outer thirds would help. He's one of the best reclamation project stars in this free agent market. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to look at it, because I actually think that like you could probably get it, an Andrew Heaney, because he was so bad this past year. You probably could get him for nothing. And like you mentioned, twenty eighteen to twenty twenty, not too bad. Not too bad. He does really good strikeout stuff when he's working properly. And I know he got torched this year, but again, that's why I like the trade when the Yankees got him at the deadline. On top of getting Rizzo and on top of getting Gallo, I thought the acquisition of Heaney would just be a solid back-of-the-rotation guy. It's not a bad bet to have, but do we trust the Padres' rotation and pitching development to be able to take a reclamation project that Andrew Heaney is and bring back what value he had before? I don't really know. Until proven otherwise. Would I hate this move if they went there? No. But I also am very, very cynical on the fact that I just don't see him uh just getting all that much better with this team. I, I just don't see that happening, despite the fact that Ruben Niebel is a pitching coach. I need to see it. I need to see it first. And we love Ruben Niebel here. He is a he is a king. He killed it over in Cleveland. But then again, Andrew Heaney, I just don't like the, the kind of mechanical issues that he had last year. I don't like how bad the fastball was. Is that a product of the Angels and just being with the Yankees being tough? I don't know. Maybe But again, not a guy I'm necessarily all that interested in for the Padres. And I imagine a lot of you um, feel the same way. Now, moving on to number 49 on the list. Again, these aren't like the biggest names anymore. We're officially in in the dog days, in the graveyard of the free agency kind of market, guys. Number 49 on Keith Law's top 50 free agents heading into the 2022 season. Just kidding. It is an interesting one. It is Johnny Cueto, right-handed pitcher, age 36. In 2021, though, he had a war of 0.8. Eight. career war though of 32.9 you've heard of this guy before he killed it over on the reds he was interesting at times for the giants and then you know had some moments with the royals even if he wasn't necessarily the big reason that they won that world series he still had some moments um Keithall writes here. Queto was better by as war last year at 1.5 wins above replacement. Enough to convince me to keep him on this list and talk about him as a fourth or fifth starter for some clubs. He can show plus fastball and plus changeup, still missing a lot of bats with the latter pitch, which is impressive especially at age 36. But health, man, he seems like he's just it's impossible for this man To to, to stay healthy. I mean, it's been impossible for a very long time with him. He returned from an elbow strain to make one appearance on September 30th. And as long as he's healthy, he could be good. But in general, he's just not. Ugh. My God. My God. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. I don't know, man. Like, don't you you always just get really sad when there's these guys that just can never stay healthy? And again, I'm going to say the same thing I said with Rich Hill. I don't know if this is a direction I want to go if I'm the Padres because we already have health issues. The fact that this rotation is just was a little bit of a mess—not a little bit, a big mess—last year. The fact that we just don't really trust Padres personnel to make sure that guys are going to improve necessarily, even if they've they've shown with moves like hiring Ruben Yablach as the pitching coach that they're trying to address such things. But nonetheless, I just—it's really rough, man. I don't—I don't want to add another guy who's a, who's a health risk. I really don't, especially in this rotation that has so much health issues, the fact that you have the stuff with Lamette, you have the stuff with Paddock, you have the stuff with Mackenzie Gore just not being able to debut in any sense of the way, uh, but in general, no, I'm not really that, all that interested in Johnny Cueto, could be interesting for another team, but again... I just don't like health, and I don't like the fact that he only made like one recent start. Now let's just move right on to the last one, guys. Not really one that a lot of people would expect to be all that interesting, but he had a pretty good season in 2021. Age 33, the last free agent on Keith Law's Top 50 is Danny Duffy. 2021 War of 2.1. Duffy pitched pretty well before the second of two forearm, forearm injuries this uh, his season. I don't know why it said his season, probably a little bit of a typo there on The Athletic. Come on, guys, what are you doing? Uh, He threw five different pitches, getting strong riff rates on four of them, everything but his sinker, a pitch he doesn't need anyway. If he's healthy, he should have a lot of interest from teams as a swingman spot starter who has no real platoon split and would almost certainly take a one-year deal. Again, one-year deal guy, I don't know, not too bad, Mr. Danny Duffy. I always love players like this that just, Danny Duffy, I swear, has been in the league for 36 years. I've heard of the. I remember talking about this guy like in 2012. I, I say 2012 because I, that was a crazy year because the whole end of the world stuff was happening. Like I just come on, man. Like Danny Duffy's still he's only 33 years old. Again, you always feel like he was gonna have that next step, and he's always got these injury issues. But again, that's kind of the case with a lot of these guys in this final um, slate of pitchers that Keith Law kind of mentions here. I really think that. um that they're basically all kind of in the same class where you can hope for some stuff being interesting. You can hope that Rich Hill makes up some some defense stuff. You can hope that Danny Duffy, all the stuff this year was legit, and the fact that he throws a lot of pitches is very cool. You can hope that um, Johnny Cueto stays healthy, all these guys, but that's kind of the whole thing. Do they stay healthy or not? You know what I mean? It's almost not a question of skill. But if the Padres want to take a chance on one of them, I wouldn't hate it, but I just don't like that lately Uh, injuries is a big, big factor in all this. I genuinely would much prefer a Tyler Anderson just to be a guy that can eat some innings and be okay for a team that I hope is going to get better all around next year, whether whether it's with the bullpen or the offense, that they kind of carry the fact that their starters might not always be uh, super shut down um, because, you know, in general, Padres starting pitching last year, so much better in the first half than the second half. I mean, everybody just, except for Joe Musgrove, never, not going to make fun of Cotton Eye Joe, love that man. Um, But yeah, I mean, in terms of this overall list, guys... I'm not one of those people who's going to call Keith Law an idiot for the way that he ranks stuff and whatnot. I'm not one of those people. I really don't like when people do that where it's just it's so easy for you to critique someone's list and how they view their analysis and say that they're dumb and whatnot. I'm not really going to do that. I think it's pretty boring half the time. There's a difference between their analysis and their take on like purely baseball things and like I think a player X is better than player Y versus like if they say something dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like If they say something that's very silly. You know what I mean? Like a not even silly, like a thing that's like harmful. Like you're making really bad comments. I don't know why this came to mind. I think that Skip Bayless is trending right now, but like Skip Bayless making those comments about Dak Prescott's mental health and stuff like that. Um, you know, like being like, you gotta just tough it out. And like comments like that, those are the things that will get me more mad, but with Keith Law's list here, the only major disagreement I had was I thought Javi Baez was ranked a little bit too high. I know he's really high on the guy because he is such an exciting personality, he is such an exciting player to watch, a plus defender when things are going right. But the downside of Javi Baez, I talked about Mike Zunino and how he could be a guy that hits 160. Javi Baez is one of those dudes who might hit like 250, but he's going to have an on-base of 270. He just never walks, strikes out too much. The downside is there for Javi Baez. I think Starling Marte was the only thing that I kind of really disagreed with. I thought I thought that guy should not have been at 13, which is still high, don't get me wrong, but I thought he should have easily been in the top 10 of free agents, much higher than some of the guys that he ranked there, and certainly Javi Baez, and a prospect that I think is very interesting, and everybody thinks they're so smart that they're like, Javi Baez, overrated. It's like, wow, incredible take, guys, really. They're like, dude, he strikes out so much. It's like, all right, that's not really that original of a take. We get it. I still think he has a lot of value because of the upside. But I do think Starring Marte uh, definitely should be in the top 10. I know that's a little bit scarier with the age and that you wonder about this. The guy who has some speed stuff and the guy who all of a sudden is having a really high on-base percentage... Um, sort of sort of skill set which he didn't show as much for most of his career I get that there is a little bit of concern how much of 2021 and 2020 was legit I get that but in general uh, I think Starry Marte has shown he's been one of the more valuable players in all of baseball over the last uh, couple seasons so in my opinion you take that risk more than you go for a hobby bias but that's just me guys and um yeah, that's basically it for today's episode, guys. For this week, uh, don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing just yet. Might do some more mock trade stuff, so feel free to leave some comments, tweet at me on Twitter, or send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app, um, and then when you re- leave that review in the uh, like little audio description... Um, you know, mention your question, and I will definitely answer it on the show, like I did with the Luis Castillo one. Um, A few—no, that was last week. Wow. Time is flying. Um, And then also going to be talking with Ryland Styles of the Lockdown Royals podcast for a fun Thanksgiving episode. It is about what things in baseball we are thankful for. I think you guys are going to enjoy that. And just things we are in yeah, just a good vibes podcast. For those who are curious, I did a Thanksgiving pod last year with Ryland, maybe when nobody was paying attention, where we drafted our favorite Thanksgiving foods. Uh, And it was a blast. Rylan's the best. We're gonna talk with him soon, so look forward to that this week. Don't know which day just yet because I have to see what happens with that guy's schedule. He's also doing thunder stuff and he's calling games at college. Like that man is a—he's—he's a goat. He's a goat. Like it's just simple as that. Love Rylan. Go check out his stuff. Um, But yeah. But yeah, and also probably going to talk about my Robbie Ray piece that I'm hoping to get done sometime this week, just a free agency kind of profile, just to talk about because it, it might be fun. And it won't be something that is the headline of a podcast, just because, you know, this is Padres and Robbie Ray, you know, not not a guy that I expect the Padres to go for, but nonetheless, still going to be fun. Lock, love talking free agency with you guys. I hope you enjoy listening to it. Um, with that all said, one final thing I want to note. Thank you again for making Lockdown Padres your first listen. Uh We're free and available on platforms, but also make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and an insight from Lee Sterling. I know you gambling degenerates are out there. So go check out that podcast because those guys do not miss. If that all being said... That about does it for today's edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, guys, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast, wherever you your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Follow me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, Locked On Padres on YouTube, at L-O underscore Padres for the Twitter account for the show with all sorts of memes and stuff. I'm going to start tweeting from there a little bit more often. I've been slacking a little bit lately, but I'll be back. Um... And until next time, stay safe and of course stay faithful. My Fire Faithful Homies, take care. Let's go!